lion of the tribe of Judah. Thank you for this privilege to worship the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel. Father, thank you for this privilege to worship you. Be glorified forevermore. I declare this morning that you are the faithful one. I declare this morning that you are righteous, that you are holy, and that your goodness and mercies endure forevermore. Be glorified, Father. Be glorified, Jesus. Be glorified forevermore in the precious name of Jesus. As we enter your presence to magnify you, we ask, Lord, that your name will be exalted. We ask, Lord, that your name will be magnified. In the name of Jesus, as we spend time reading your word today, Lord, give us understanding. Help us to learn in your presence. But let your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining into devotion this morning. I am Morphy Eyenike. We continue our reading of the book of Jeremiah. I'm telling you, very interesting book. The book of Jeremiah. We today we read um, chapter from chapter 43. So uh, Jeremiah ends on chapter 52. So that means we have just 10 chapters to go okay so so that we can finish this in three days and because the last chapters of jeremiah are quite lengthy i'm going to try and attempt to read five chapters today yes five chapters today remember that in chapter 32 jeremiah prophesied to the people that god said they should not go down to egypt however they they insisted they insisted that they were going to go go to Egypt. And I did say yesterday, big lessons for us to learn. Why do you listen to the word of God? Sometimes you just ask, why do we go to church? Why do we pray, spend time reading our Bible, learning more about God, praying to God, if we will not obey him? Okay, so why bother asking God when they will not obey him? So we see here in chapter 43, the people go to, um, they go on to Egypt and of course take everybody along and took Jeremiah, I'm sure, most likely they forced him to go to, to, go to Egypt. And there Jeremiah com- continues to prophesy. Uh, history says that this act was actually where, where Jeremiah was stoned, was stoned to death, okay? That's what history says, but it's not written here. Okay, so they go to Egypt in chapter 43. Jeremiah prophesies and continues to tell the people. In fact, in this chapter, he uses a metaphor again to communicate a message to them. In chapter 44, we see Jeremiah condemn idolatry. Okay, Egypt is <laughs> one nation that is, you know, you know deep and mesh in idolatry. Okay, so. Um, Jeremiah will condemn especially one particular idol that they worship called the Queen of Heaven. Okay, we'll see what to learn, what to learn from there. And there in and then in chapter 45, we see a message from God to Barak. Remember that Barak is Jeremiah's secretary, the one who has been risking his life while Jeremiah was in prison, was the one connect, taking the message to the people, reading it to the king and again and again. So yes, he was complaining 
why I'm frustrated, I want to give up. What lessons can we learn from them? And of course, chapter 46, Jeremiah gives, sends a message to all the nations. That's how the book of Jeremiah ends, okay? So today we will read the message is sent to Egypt in chapter 46 and the message is sent to Philistia in chapter 47. So quite a long read. Get your Bibles. Let's read Jeremiah chapter 43. It says that when Jeremiah had finished giving this message from the Lord, from the Lord their God to all the people, Azariah, son of Oshahiah, and Johanan, son of Keriah, and all the other proud men said to Jeremiah, You lie. The Lord our God hasn't forbidden us to go to Egypt. Baruch, son of Neriah, has convinced you to say this because he wants us to stay here and be killed by the Babylonians or be carried off into exile. So I don't know why they said this. But Barak actually works for Jeremiah, okay? So to say that Barak was the one that convinced Jeremiah to say the things that he's saying, Barak is Jeremiah's secretary, okay? He's quite, he's quite ingenious. That's one. Number two, there is no way these people did not know that Jeremiah has been prophesying all that has just happened, okay? So haven't confirmed that his prophecies have been so accurate, why think that this particular one, okay, uh, is a lie from is a lie from God? For whatever reason, they insist that they want to go to, to Egypt because they were afraid. So why do you not obey God? Is it because you are afraid? Is it because you don't want to offend some people? You don't want to stand for Jesus because you know you will not look cool to some people? Why do you choose not to obey God? Lessons for us to learn. In verse 4, it says, So Johanan and the other military leaders and all the people refused. They refused to obey the Lord, the Lord's command to stay in Judah. Johanan and the other leaders took with them all the people who had returned uh, from the nearby countries to, uh, to which they, they had fled. In the crowd were men, women, and children, the king's daughters, and all those whom Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, had left with Gedaliah. The prophet Jeremiah and Barak were also included. The people refused, the people refused to obey the voice of the Lord and went to Egypt, going as far as the city of Tarpanis. Tarpanis. Okay, so big lessons. One thing I notice here and with every nation that usually it is the leaders that will first of all disregard the instruction of God and as the leader goes, so goes the people. Yes. So first of all, it was the leaders that rejected it. And of course, they were able to convince the people. The people themselves, verse 7, the people refused to obey the voice of the Lord and went to Egypt, going as far as the city of Tarpanes. Then at Tarpanes, the Lord gave another message to Jeremiah. He said, while the people of Judah are watching, take some large rocks and buried them under the pavement stones at the entrance of Pharaoh's palace here as uh, here in uh, Tapanes. Then say to the people of Judah, This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. I will certainly bring my servant Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, here to Egypt. 
I will set its throne over this stone that I have hidden. It will spread its royal canopy over them. And when it comes, it will destroy the land of Egypt. It will bring death to, to those destined for death, captivity to those destined for captivity, and war to those destined for war. It will set fire to the temples of Egypt's gods. It will burn the temples and carry the idols away as plunder. It will pick clean the land of Egypt as a shepherd picks fleas from his cloak, and he himself will live unharmed. So, amazing prophecy. Again, I am sure this prophecy <laughs> will get to Nebuchadnezzar. As soon as Nebuchadnezzar hears it, Nebuchadnezzar will come because he is the Lord's messenger. Uh, he is the instrument that God was using. But God tells them, I am. I told you not to go. You are insisting that this is what will follow you. Destruction and war. He says Nebuchadnezzar himself will come and prophesies that Nebuchadnezzar will not lose this battle. He says he himself, that talking about Nebuchadnezzar, will live unharmed. Verse 13 says, He will break down the sacred pillars standing in the temple of the sun in Egypt, and He will burn down the temples of Egypt's gods. So, there is somewhere called the temples of the gods of the, of the sun in Egypt. The Egyptians they worship the sun, they worship the moon. Actually, the moon is the one called the queen of heaven that the children of Israel will start worshipping from now because this is one of the first time that it is mentioned they start worshipping the queen of heaven they worship Baal they worship Chimoch they worship Molech all the gods of Ammon and Moab and now that they have joined themselves to Egypt they have now picked up another god this one is called the queen the queen the queen of heaven okay uh, which is actually the moon all right let's move on to our next chapter chapter 44 chapter 44 jeremiah speaks against the idolatry that is in egypt he says that this is the message jeremiah received concerning the judeans living in northern egypt in the city of migdol Tapanes and Memphis, and in the southern and in southern Egypt as well. This is what the Lord of Heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says: You saw the calamity I brought on Jerusalem and all the towns of Judah. They now lie deserted and in ruins. They provoked, they provoked my anger with all their wickedness. They burned incense and worshipped other gods, gods that neither they nor you nor any of your ancestors had ever known had ever known before. So I'm telling you that it is quite strange how these people, you know, just like that, you know, pick up gods. Okay? So the gods that could not protect them, eh? The Babylonians came eh, and carried them, carried their gods, carried everything into exile. That god that did not protect them, they now go to Egypt. Okay. Most likely, okay, so let's say they even abandoned Baal and they abandoned Chemosh and then pick up another god. Whereas there is this god that somebody has been prophesying on behalf of and everything the person has said until now has been accurate. So which god should you worship? Okay, God said, look, you have deserted me. Okay, he said, look, I have, I brought destruction on, on Jerusalem and on Judah because they, they, they left me and those places are in ruin. Now you are provoking me again here to do the same thing. 
Verse 3 says, They provoked my anger with all their wickedness. They burned incense and worshipped other gods, gods that neither they nor you nor any of your, your ancestors had ever even known. For says, again and again I sent my servant the prophets to plead with them, don't do these horrible things that I ate so much. But my people would not listen or turn back from their wicked ways. They kept on burning incense to these gods. And so my fury boiled over and fell like fire on the towns of Judah and into the streets of Jerusalem. And they are still a desolate reign today. So the people were also literally living through the prophecies. How they chose not to obey God is beyond me. But maybe the blessings we need to ask ourselves today, because we too are actually living through prophecies also. As we live in the end time, okay, we know that this is one time where a lot of people will be led astray. As we live through this time, the Bible says that the love of many will wax cold. It says that darkness will cover the earth and gross darkness the people, but that the Lord himself will arise upon those who keep themselves close to the Lord. How are you living? Are you living for God or are you allowing the darkness of this time to lead you astray? Okay, so why they had their own challenge, we have our own challenge today. God says that those places are still desolate today. Seven, he says, and now the Lord God of heaven's arm is the God of Israel asks you, why are you destroying yourself? Idols lead, idolatry leads to destruction. I'm telling you, it just gives you a fake confidence that is not there. You think these gods will protect you. They are not gods. At, at best, they are demons. And they, they don't give anything in the interest of anyone. Instead, they would take. Jesus puts it this way. The devil, the thief has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's all they do. Mm? That's all they do. He says, why are you destroying yourself? For not one of you will survive. Not a woman, not a man, woman or child among you who has come here from Judah, not even the babies in your home. He said, why provoke my anger by burning incense to the idols you have made here in Egypt? You will only destroy yourself and make yourself an object of cursing and mockery for all the nations of the earth. Have you forgotten the sins of your ancestors, the sins of the kings and queens of Judah, and the sins you and your wives committed in Judah and Jerusalem? Have you forgotten? You saw everything that happened there, and now you you have stepped up, you know, taking it to another level. Now you want to worship the moon. 10 says, to this very hour, you have shown no remorse or reverence. Not one, no one has chosen to follow my word and the decrees I, I gave you and, and, and your ancestors before you. It says, therefore, this is what the Lord of, heaven, of heaven's armies, the God of Israel says, I am determined to destroy every one of you. I will take this remnant of Judah, those who were determined to come here and live in Egypt, and I will consume them. I'm telling you, when God is making a threat like this, you better listen. God says, I, not any other person, I, I will consume them. He says they will fall here in Egypt, killed by war and famine. God removes the disease. Remember, when it was Jerusalem's time, he said it was war, famine, and disease. God removes the disease. He says you will be, they will, you here, here, you will be destroyed by war and famine. He says all will die for the, from from the least to the greatest, they will be an object of damnation, horror, cursing, and mockery. I will punish them in Egypt just as I punished them in Jerusalem by war, famine, and disease. It is of that of that remnant who fled to Egypt, 
hoping someday to return to Judah, there will be no survivor, even though they long to return to return home. He says only a handful will do so. He says then all the men. Now listen. Okay, so he gives them that message. Now come and look at the people's response from verse 15. It says, Then all the women present and all the men who knew that their wives had burned incense to idols, a great crowd of all the Judeans living in northern Egypt and southern Egypt, answered Jeremiah, We will not listen to your message from the Lord. We will do whatever we want. We will burn incense and pour out liquid offerings to, to the Queen of Heaven just as much as we like. Just as we and our ancestors and our kings and our officials have always done in the towns of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. So it meant even then in Jerusalem, in Judah, then in Jerusalem, they were worshipping the queen of heaven. Along with Baal and Molech, okay, that they were sacrificing their children to. He said, look, as we have always done in the towns of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem, we will continue to do here. Let's continue. He said, for in those days we had plenty to eat. And we were well off and had no troubles. So these people are claiming now that it was the prophecies of Jerusalem of Jeremiah that brought all this destruction. It was when he began to prophesy, and it looked like as if some people were beginning to ah, have remorse and began to repent. That that was why all of the evil that happened to them began to happen. 18 says, but ever since we quit uh, we quit burning incense to the queen of heaven and stopped worshipping her with liquid offerings, we have been in great trouble and have been dying from war and famine. Besides, the women added, do you suppose that we were burning incense and pouring out liquid offering to the queen of heaven and making those cakes marked with our image without our husbands knowing it and helping us? Of course not. In other words, they had their husband's consent. Yes, they had their husband's consent. He says, of course not. Our husbands know. So it is all of us, our entire family, that are involved in this idolatry. Hey, may God not make your family like that. In the mighty name of Jesus. 26, then Jeremiah said to all, the, all, all of them, men and women alike. And I, th- I, I just love this guy. This guy was bold. Of course, eventually they will kill him here. He says, who had given him that answer? Do you think the Lord did not know that you and your ancestors, your king and officials, and all the people were burning incense to idols in the towns of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem? It was because of it was because the Lord could no longer bear all the disgusting things you were doing that He made your land an, an object of cursing, a desolate ruin uh, without inhabitants, as it is today. All these terrible things happened to you because you have burned incense to idols and sinned against the Lord. You have refused to obey him and have not followed his instruction, his, his decrees and his laws. Then Jeremiah said to them all, including the women, listen to this message from the Lord. All you citizens of Judah who live in Egypt, this is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel says. You and your wives have said, we will keep our promises to burn incense and pour our liquid offerings to the queen of heaven. And you have proved by your actions that you meant it. So go ahead and carry out your promises and vow and vows to her. But listen, this, listen to this message from the Lord. All you Judeans now living in, in Egypt, I have sworn by my great name, says the Lord. I'm telling you, whenever God swears, hmm, you better run for cover. 
Yes, you better run for cover whenever God swears. He says, I have sworn by my great name, says the Lord, that my name will no longer be spoken by any of the Judean in the land of Egypt. In other words, when they call on the name of God, God will not answer. He says, none of you may invoke my name or use, uh, or use this oath as surely as the, Lord, as the sovereign Lord lives. In other words, if you pray, I will not answer you. He says, for I will watch over you to bring you disaster and not good. Everyone from Judah who is now living in Egypt will suffer war and famine until all of you are dead. Only a small number will escape death and return to Judah from Egypt. Then all those who came to Egypt will find out whose words are true, mine or theirs. In other words, God is saying, who will prove who is right. Whether you are the one that, that is right, or whether it is me that is right, or we will prove it. We will prove who is right. Let's just, let us check it out. Verse 29 says, and this is the proof I give you says the Lord. In other words, God has been speaking to them with evidence since. You know, right? All through when they were in Judah. This is the evidence I'm giving you. Is it? And this is the proof I give you, says the Lord, that all I have threatened will happen to you and that I will punish you here. This is the proof that this thing will happen. Is it? This is what the Lord says. I will turn Pharaoh, Ophrah, Pharaoh Ophrah, king of Egypt, over to his enemies who want to kill him, just as I turned King Zedekiah of Judah over to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. In other words, the king that they came to seek refuge under uh, will be taken out. <laughs> and now that when that king is taken out, remember Jeremiah had always warned that woe to those who trust, who put their trust in, in human, put their trust in human beings. Uh-huh. So they have put their trust in, in this Pharaoh. When this Pharaoh is taken out, we will know what is going to what is going to happen to them. But quite a big shame. Hallelujah. Alright, let's move on to our next chapter, chapter 45. Chapter 45 is a message for Barak. Remember, he is the secretary who had been helping Jeremiah even when Jeremiah was in prison. It says the prophet Jeremiah gave a message to Barak, son of Neriah, in the fourth year of the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah. Okay, so this was much before okay, the siege and everything. This is during the days of, of Jehoiakim when Jeremiah was thrown in prison and he had to be risking his life to go and represent Jeremiah. He says, yes, the, during in the fourth year of the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, after Barak had written down everything Jeremiah had di- dictated to him, he said, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says to you, Barak. You have said, I am overwhelmed with, tr- with trouble. Haven't I had enough pain already? And, how, and now the Lord has added more. I am worn out from signing and can find no rest. I'm telling you, I know many people that are like Barak. You are serving God and it looks like there is no reward for you. You are risking your life and it looks like, ah, what am I even doing all this? Sometimes it feels, you know, even as pastors, it just feels like, look, ah, where is my reward? My reward is in heaven, like they will, like they will say. Okay, sometimes it looks like that. But this is the message that God God gave to Barak. He said, you feel overwhelmed. You are saying that, haven't I had enough pain already? Okay, it says in verse 4, Barak, this is what the Lord says. I will destroy this nation that I built. I will uproot what I planted. Are you seeking great things for yourself? Don't do it. I will bring great disaster upon all these people, but I will give you your life as a reward wherever you go. I, the Lord, 
have spoken. In other words, whatever destruction was going to come on Jerusalem, was going to come on Judah, will not touch Barak. And God himself says he will bless him. Okay, and I'm telling you, there is no greater honor. Aha, there is no greater honor for anyone representing God. Hallelujah. Alright, let's move on to chapter 46. This one, the messages to all the nations will begin. We'll read first the message to Egypt and then the message to Philistia in chapter 47. Chapter 46, this one okay, says um, messages for the nations. The following messages were given to Jeremiah the prophet from the Lord concerning foreign nations. First message is about Egypt. This message concerning Egypt was given in the fourth year of the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, the king of Judah, on the occasion of the battle of Kachemish, when Pharaoh Necho, king of Egypt, and his armies were defeated beside the Euphrates River by King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. And I'm telling you, obviously Jehoiakim would have been happy because it was Pharaoh Necho that killed his father Josiah. He says, prepare your sheets and advance into battle. Harness the horses and mount the stallions. Take your position. Put on your helmets. Sharpen your spears and prepare your armor. But what do I see? The Egyptian army flees in terror. The bravest of his fighting men run without a backward glance. They are terrorized at every turn, says the Lord. The swiftest runner cannot flee. The mightiest warrior cannot escape. By the Euphrates River to the north, they stumble and fall. In other words, Jeremiah prophesies the fall of okay, Pharaoh, Pharaoh Necho even before he fights against the Babylonian. He says they stumble and they fall. Who is this rising like the Nile at flood time, overflowing all the land? It is the Egyptian army, overflowing all the land, boasting that it will cover the earth like a flood, destroying cities and their people. Charge, charge, you horses and chariots. Attack, you mighty warriors of Egypt. Come, all you allies from Ethiopia, Libya, and Lydia who are skilled with the shield and bow. For this is, this is the day of the Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies. A day of vengeance on his enemies. The sword will devour until it is satisfied. Yes, until it is drunk with your blood. The Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies will receive a sacrifice today in the north country in the north country beside the Euphrates River. Go up to Gilead to get medicine, O virgin daughter of Egypt, but your many treatments will bring you no healing. The nations have heard of your shame. The earth is filled with your cries of despair. Your mightiest warrior will run into each other and fall down and fall down together. Then the Lord gave the prophet Jeremiah this message about King Nebuchadnezzar's planned plans to attack Egypt. Okay, so Nebuchadnezzar come defeats uh, Pharaoh Necho during the reign of Jehoiakim. But remember that after Jehoiakim, you have um, his son. Of course, um, Nebuchadnezzar would also defeat Jehoiakim, defeat his son, and then install Zedekiah on the throne. Zedekiah will still go back to Egypt again. This same Egypt that Nebuchadnezzar defeated is the one that Zedekiah will put his trust in to fight against Babylon. So sometimes you just wonder how some of these people <laughs> were thinking. Okay, so this is the message that the Lord says. It says that then the Lord gave the prophet Jeremiah this message about King Nebuchadnezzar's plan to attack Egypt. Shout, shout it 
out, shout it out in Egypt. Publish it in the cities of Migdol, Memphis, and uh, Tapanes. Mobilize for battle, for the sword will devour everyone around you. Why have, why have your warriors fallen? They cannot stand, for the Lord has knocked them down. They stumble and fall over each other and say among themselves, Come, let's go back to our people, to the land of our beds. Let's get away from the sword of the enemy. And there they, they will say, Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, is a loud man. Who missed, who missed his opportunity? As surely as I live, says the king, uh, whose name is the Lord of heaven's armies, one is coming against Egypt, who is as tall as Mount Tabor or as Mount Camel by the sea. Pack up, get ready to leave for exile, you citizens of Egypt. The city of Memphis will be destroyed without a single inhabitant. You know that this carrying off to exile of the Egyptians happened in twofold, right? After he is defeated here during the reign of 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 uh, during the reign of Je- Jehoiakim, okay, of course he he would then fight against Nebuchadnezzar against again during the reign of Zedekiah. Nebuchadnezzar defeats Zedekiah. And then we eventually carry off Egypt that Jeremiah was just prophesying, you know, in chapter 43 and 44 that we read. Okay, so it says, pack up, get ready to leave for exile. You citizens of Egypt, the city of Memphis will be destroyed without a single inhabitant. Egypt is as sleek as a beautiful ephah, but a horse fly from the north is on its way. So whenever he says someone is coming from the north, he is always talking about the Babylonians. He says Egypt's mercenaries have become like flattened calves. They too will turn and run. For it is a day of great disaster for Egypt, a time of great punishment. Egypt flees, flees, silence silent as a serpent gliding away the invading army marches in they come against her with axes like wood men they will cut down our people like trees says the lord for they are more numerous than locusts egypt will be humiliated she will be handed over to people from the north the lord of heaven's armies the god of israel says i will punish ammon the god of tabis and all the other gods of Egypt. I will punish its rulers and Pharaoh too, and all who trust in him. I will hand them over to those who want them killed, to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. In other words, he gives them his name. He is coming. King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon and his army. But afterward, the land will recover from the ravages of war. I, the Lord, have spoken. 27. But do not be afraid, Jacob, my servant. Do not be dismayed, Israel, for I will bring you home again from distant land, and your children will return from their exile. Israel, I will return to a life of peace and quiet, and no one will terrorize her. Do not be afraid, Jacob, my servant, for I am with you, says the Lord. I will completely destroy the nations to which I have exiled you, but I will not completely destroy you. I will discipline you, but with justice. I cannot let you go unpunished. So God does not allow Israel to go unpunished. He punishes them, but we also see the punishment of the Egyptians that happens in two folds. All right, let's finish this one today by reading chapter 47. This one is a message I know for the Philistines, okay, about the Philistines. So this is this is the Lord's message to the prophet Jeremiah concerning the Philistines 
concerning the Philistines of Gaza before it was captured by the Egyptian army. This is what the Lord says. A flood is coming from the north to overflow the land. It will destroy the land and everything in it. Cities and people's people alike. People will scream in terror and everyone in the land will will hear the clatter of stallion hooves and the, and the rubble of wheels as the chariots rush by. Terrified fathers run madly without a backward glance at their helpless children. Quite sad. He said the time has come for the Philistines to be destroyed along with their allies from Tyre and Sidon. Yes, the Lord is destroying the remnants of the Philistines. Those colonies from the island of Crete. Gaza will be humiliated. Its head shaved bad. Ashkelon will be lie silent. You remnant from the Mediterranean coast, how long will you cut yourself in mourning? Now, O sword of the Lord, when will you be at rest again? Go back into your sheets, rest and be still. But how can it be still when the Lord has sent it on a mission for the city of Ashkelon and the people living along the sea? must be destroyed so the egyptians of course are the ones who will destroy the philistines and nebuchadnezzar will come eventually to conquer everyone wow okay so big lessons big lessons what are lessons do we want to take from today i think okay thinking about what happened between jeremiah and the remnants okay whom he warned that they should not go to egypt i think that has to be our lesson today that has to be our lesson today. When you hear the word of God, are you motivated to obey him? What stops you from obeying God? Yes, that is our lesson today. Lord, give me the courage to obey you. In every situation, I don't want to be afraid. Let me not be like these people. That fear was strong enough okay, to motivate them not to obey you. Give me the courage to obey you, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Will you lift up your voice and just begin to pray? Lord, give me the courage to obey you in the name of Jesus. I will not disobey you. I will not allow fear of people, fear of systems to cause me to disobey you in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, give me the courage to stay focused on your word, to keep my eyes on Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we say thank you this morning. Thank you for this grace that you have given us. Help us to love you more and more. Help us to serve you all the days of our lives. Father, we say thank you this morning. Lord, I ask to bless your people in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, keep them close to your heart in the mighty name of Jesus. We give you all the praise. Let today, Lord, be fruitful for us. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.